This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. And hello and good day, San Jose. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast. We're here for another episode, your home of the San Jose Sharks. I'm producer T. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Dylan and Kyle. Dylan, how you doing, man? Not too bad. Hopefully we get some fans jumping on this podcast. It's going to be a, it's a special episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast, so it'll be an interesting one. It is going to be a special episode. Uh, you're going to be uh, working the computer as well a bit, so... You're good. You're more of the producer than I. Producer am. D talking. today. Producer D. We keep talking about that. How you do more producing than I do, but hey, I'm am still keeping the name. Man, uh, the name the name just rings. It, it we does. Keep it, it just works, man. It works. Kyle, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Freaking uh, sweating my balls off in uh, Northern California right now, and it's actually getting hotter this week. So fuck, I can't I can't wait for the heat wave. But it'd be nice if our AC actually worked uh, a little bit better than it is right now. Well, th- thanks to Manscaped, though, at least the sweat just slicks right <laughs> off, right? It, it doesn't stay around. No, just just flows right off. <laughs> You're fresh off the fresh off the lawnmower, eh? Fresh off the lawnmower. Uh, you know, what? I I bought a drone. I don't know if you guys have ever used drones before. I bought it. Oh yeah. I bought a drone about a, a week, uh, not a week and a half, a year and a half ago, and I took it out this past week and been uh, experimenting with that just on the property and seeing what's going on. But uh, my friggin' dog. I was messing with it, right? Going up and down, and my dog's going nuts. Next thing you know, he grabs it and freaking throws it to the ground. And I'm like, oh my God, this thing's probably busted. But it got it back up in the air, so that's a good thing. Is it like one of those high end drones? Like, can it go it's, like. It's, it's, well, well, put it this way I, I have one of these. It's a, a virtual thing I can watch oh, it from. Shit. Oh, okay, yeah. But I, but I can't. But I can't figure out how to hook this up to the drone yet. Right. So it's just basically. I, I looked through my phone, and it can go. It can go pretty far. But it's a. It's a pretty. Uh, I wouldn't say expensive one. It's kind of mid range, but it's. Uh, it's fun to use around the house and see what's going on and just kind of. Creep kind of on fuck the neighbors. With this. Yeah, creep on the neighbors. <laughs> something's going on over there. But again, I can. I can hear it. It's just. It's funny to watch. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> is it so my my dad's got a DJI Phantom, I think. Is that what you That's have? That's what I got. Oh, I got a DJI yeah. Phantom for uh for about a year and a half ago I got it. Couldn't figure it out, couldn't do anything. So in this uh you know, in this day and age with our COVID nineteen or COVID nineteen, I'm like, you know what? Let's get it out and try it out again. And I got it working, got it up in the air. Didn't hit a tree, but again, I had a little casualty with my dog. You need to put like a, a heat-seeking camera on that thing, see where all the COVIDs are, spot them out. <laughs> I mean, right? We're in a rural area. I don't think there's too many people up here that have uh, have it. But again, it's still everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, man, the restrictions are easing more and more uh, here anyway, especially on the island, I find more and more businesses are reopening. How is it there in California? It's slowly, where we are, it's slowly. You know, I mean, no bars can open up yet. Uh, a lot of curbside pickups. The malls are opening for the same thing. Uh, some restaurants, if you if you serve alcohol and, and beer, they can open, but it's still mostly takeout as long as you're keeping your social distances and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what's going on here as well. Yeah. So, Producer yeah. T, we were talking before the episode. We only have one active case on the entire island, and the island has wow. like – I don't know. How, how many people would you say live here? Like 800,000? Just, just kind of under yeah. a million? 
Sure. That, that yeah. sounds about right. I think it was so, just under a million last time I looked. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're not doing too bad. We're not doing too bad at all. No, I found that the lockdown came in pretty well, like all the social distancing stuff came in pretty quick here too. And pre- pretty much everyone just kind of did it. If that makes sense. There wasn't much opposition, especially at first here I found. Yeah. And I there's guess more we're there's more opposition. Sorry. Go on. No, I was just going to say, we're pretty lucky being on an Island too. We can kind of shut yeah. off the whole thing uh, from the mainland, shut the ferries down and then we're pretty safe. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're getting, we're getting more opposition down here uh, for everyone wanting to open the States up. And I mean, it's, I get it, but I mean, also see the people thinking about the second wave that's going to come in now because now the beaches are open. A lot of the parks are opening up and a lot of people aren't, they want, they recommend a mask, but it's not mandatory. So, I mean, I, I give it two weeks and I bet you our cases in California are going to go up just because now the testing's a little bit yeah. more available. But again, it's, it's Memorial weekend down here and a lot of people have gotten out. I think your guys is what Victoria day was last Friday or last yeah. Monday, last Monday, yeah. Yeah. Which, which which is this weekend. So there's a lot of outdoor activities going on, but, I hope it's people are still staying safe and, and kind of keep their social distancing. But from what I see is, is, uh, is really, they're not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's been a worry. I, I know for a lot of people is that second wave and how a yeah. lot of uh, just kind of yeah. how quickly things are opening up again as well. Yeah. I think. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of quickly, we have, <laughs> we have our first uh, fan joining the show here, actually oh, yeah. joining us momentarily. Uh, Mr. Nick Floor, he's actually been on the podcast before. I did an interview with him, I'd say about two, about two months ago. Uh, looks like he's happily married too. Uh, <laughs> by the background of his, uh, of his Zoom picture. Um, Yo, Nick, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. I don't got a webcam. I feel left out. No, it's all good. It's all good. We're enjoying the, we're enjoying the nice picture. Yeah. Uh, oh, thanks. Appreciate nice and uplifting it. for everybody. But yeah, thanks for joining us on the podcast today, man. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Told you guys, if you ever need me back on to provide some uh, amateur content, I'd be here for you. So <laughs> that's what we're here for. Hey, man, me and Producer T got all the amateur content we need. Trust me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're 100% amateur. <laughs> uh, so, Nick, uh, before we like get going here, why don't you give the fans uh, your Twitter handle where they can follow you? Oh, you can follow me at Nick underscore floor, F-L-O-H-R 94 on uh, Twitter. I plan on actually... Uh, I don't want to say this, but I plan on making a little at-home podcast that's a little bit more uh, localized. But, uh, yeah, check me out there. So we got some competition on the podcast. I'm going to remove you. Might as well intro our own uh, Twitter handles while we're at it, eh? Yeah, we might as well. I mean, you can follow myself at D-Y-L underscore T-H-P-N. You can follow the Stick Hungry podcast at Stick Hungry Pod. Producer T. Follow myself at producer underscore T-E-E. And, and mine is uh, McLaren underscore K. I thought you were just going to go there, buddy. I was going to yeah. let you roll with it. <laughs> That's the beauty of right? Yeah, right? <laughs> Kyle, can I say it's an honor, honestly, to, to talk to you. And, and I don't want to say meeting in person, obviously, but to meet you. Right? Yeah, I was a, you know, a fan growing up, the tinted visor and everything. So right? I love The it. yellow visor. The yellow oh, visor. Classic. Nick, Nick, where are you from? I'm from Sacramento, California. It's a couple hours north of the Bay Area. Bay Area. Oh, right, right now I'm living in Newcastle by Auburn. There you go. Yeah. So just hung, I work up in Roseville. Up oh, sweet. Yeah, I love Roseville. You ever need a side job? Kyle's always looking for people to do yard work at his place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, definitely. <laughs> they got nice houses up there in Newcastle. It's a beauty. 
Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, we actually have another fan joining us, Mr. Solomon Strader. This guy's been a staple of the Stick Hungry podcast. Uh, we actually have two athletes now, I guess, on the, on the podcast with Kyle and, and Solomon. So here's another uh, nice addition to the show. Solomon, how's it going, buddy? Good, how are you? Not too bad. Uh, you're coming out a little quiet there. I don't know if you might want to move closer to your mic. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us again. I think we talked about two months ago. I uh, had a good interview. Uh, quickly, before we get into it, why don't you give the fans your Twitter handle, where they can follow you? Um, it's – let me make sure. I, know <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I put them on the spot, folks. I put them on the spot. At Solomon Strader. There we go. Oh, it's Strader, not Strader. Well, I mean, everyone pronounces it kind of differently, so but it's it's Strader, I think. I'm not sure either, but I go Strader. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, so we're gonna. So to start off, we're gonna go through quickly uh, just the matchups that this 24 uh, team playoffs is gonna bring up. We can all kind of give our thoughts on that. Um, I'm gonna send out a public invitation to other fans that might want to join us on the podcast. So producer T, why don't you start off uh, with the first matchup here and then we'll all kind of give our takes on that. Yeah, that sounds great. So we'll, we'll start in the West. Uh, uh, we've got the, the Preds against uh, going against Arizona uh, boys. That's a, that's pretty, pretty good matchup. I, I find uh, the Preds not coming in, not too hot this year. We're definitely improving in the second half. What do you think? Kyle, uh, we'll start with you. All right. So, uh, I mean, I, I love the Predators, but, Arizona's up and coming. I mean, Taylor Hall, I mean, if everyone's healthy on their team, it's an up and coming team in my opinion. Um, but again, is, is the experience that Nashville has uh, to me, it goes six or seven either way. But uh, I mean, again, it's, it's Phoenix is an up and coming team. They're growing, but to me, the experience of Nashville will take them at least past this round uh, into the next. All right, yeah. Solomon, what, what do you think, buddy? Um, I mean, it's a tough one. Uh, I know Pecorino has been really good this year. The Taylor Hall addition for Phoenix is huge. I think I'll have to go with probably Phoenix. I think they're the underdog in this series, but I just feel like they have the younger guys. And I mean, Oliver McLarson, I think, is I mean a great defenseman. I just think Arizona has the jump. All right, Nick, what are you thinking? See, it's tough with with the time off that everyone's had to get healthy and stay rested. Everyone's kind of going into this a little bit cold, you know? Yeah. I don't want to judge too much based off of records. Um, I think it's going to come down to individual discipline and which players on these teams stayed in shape and tried to keep active during the quarantine. And I think that's going to be a huge edge. And like Kyle said, with, the acquisition of Taylor Hall, you know, maybe he's had a little bit more time to get accustomed to the, the life in Arizona as opposed to, uh, you know, New Jersey. But it could go either way, but I'm always an underdog guy, so I'm going to go for the Coyotes. Even though I know they're an interdivision rival, I would like to see them show up and prove everyone kind of wrong. I feel like Nashville's been kind of underwhelming this year, honestly. So I can see an upset here. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Nick. I'm going to say the Arizona Coyotes take this one. They're a young team. I feel like you know coming off this break, I feel like the young teams might have a slight advantage here. Uh, keep those legs fresh and going into the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Coyotes as well. Yeah, that's actually that's what I was going to say. I think uh, you guys have all pretty much said it, but. 
staying fit during the quarantine is going to, is going to have been a huge factor. And the, just, it's just the way it is. The younger you are, the faster you can get back in shape, the faster you can recover. So I, I, I think I'm going to go with uh, Arizona as well. So uh, I, look at the, Four of uh, those five of us on, right? So four or five with Arizona. You're, you're the underdog, Kyle. What do you even know about hockey, Kyle? God. Yeah. <laughs> I just see him shaking hey, his head. <laughs> hey, experience matters. I'll say that. You know what? A lot of these guys on Arizona are, are what, under 25? Yeah. So you can't tell me that they're going to be uh, in the gym. Even though, I mean, some of them are in apartments or their mom's house. When you get older – Again, is, is what's you wrong with staying have... at your mom's house? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'll him too right now. So, but if, but again, it's it, to me, experience matters. And again, is, is if it's a if it's a five game series instead of a seven game series, that matters. And to me, is again, is, is an older player knows what it takes to stay in shape, get in shape, uh, and stuff like that. Where a younger player, again, he can work out and stuff, but again, is he is he doing the right things? the whole quarantine because now they haven't skated. Basically they're playing ball hockey or shooting the ball outside or, or a puck outside, but love them haven't skated. And to me, the older players, I mean, again, is, is maybe not getting shaped as fast, but their minds are working just as hard as the younger players to keep in shape even more and, and working on things. And that's what I've noticed. But I mean, I can't argue with you guys. I, I'd love to see Phoenix win. I, mean, I like their team. I just when it comes to Nashville, I'm like they're they're just more experienced in my opinion. Yeah. You guys think it's gonna come down to like a goaltending battle if like Ranta and, and Rene can just stand on their heads? Yep. Yeah, you know, if two teams that are pretty close like this, I, I think it could be a goaltending battle at the end of the day. And I think they both have pretty good goalies, so uh yeah. it's gonna be quite the matchup. Yeah, Arizona's got the one two with Darcy Kemper and Ranta. I mean, it's play yeah. who's hot and I hope for Nashville's sake that Pekka comes out in peak form and we can get a good series out of it. I mean, I, I would like to see Nashville win a cup eventually. We saw what happened with their run uh, a couple of years ago. It, it was something <sighs> else. Uh, There's quite a vibe in Nashville. But, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with Arizona. You know, you made some good points, Kyle, but I'm going to stick with Arizona. <laughs> Imagine, though, if, if the Predators are going to, like, if they do say win, and like <clears> you said, <throat> the, the buzz around Nashville was unreal. That's going to completely be gone, though, really, isn't it? Because especially if they're going to just do, like, central hub cities, like, it's not going to even yeah. be in Nashville, potentially. Like, I don't know. It's, it's going to be such a weird, uh, that kind of aspect, that fan celebration, that whole playoff buzz. Like, how are you going to, I don't know. It's going to be hard to emulate that with empty arenas, I feel. Yeah, definitely. Are they going to import the catfish to throw them onto the ice? That's the question. <laughs> they fucking better. <laughs> Even if it's the coach throwing the catfish on the ice, they better do something. Oh, that's awesome. Should we go on to the next one? Uh, the next uh, matchup we have listed here is the Vancouver Canucks versus the Minnesota Wild. Um, I'll go uh, for this one. I, I, I'm a Vancouver Island guy. I'm a big Canucks fan. I like the Canucks. So I, I'm going to go with the Canucks here. I think they've got the, the, the skill – They've got the speed. I, I, I just I feel that overall the roster is just a, a better than the Wild. They just got better scoring, better goaltending. I just overall I find them the better package. Yeah, I've had some heated arguments over the past week with our Minnesota Wild host uh, of the Soda Pod, Isha Jerome, about this series. But I, I do think it's the Canucks that take the edge here. And especially if you look at goaltending, uh, the Minnesota Wild haven't had great goaltending this year. And Jacob Markstrom for the Vancouver Canucks. I'd be tempted to say he's a top five goalie right now. So I really think that's what it comes down to. 
All right, uh, Kyle, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, personally, the defense for the Minnesota Wild, I think, is number at least top three in the league. Mm-hmm. And their goaltending, to me, has been suspect. So if Markstrom's healthy, uh, I'll, I'll actually pick Vancouver for this one. And, again, they're not one of my favorite teams because I do like uh, Dubnik, but he hasn't been that great this year either. So maybe the time off has helped him. But I think when a, a short series like that, Vancouver can uh, certainly take it. All right, uh, Solomon, we'll go with you. Yeah, I, I got Vancouver. I, I didn't even know Minnesota was doing well. I mean, last time I checked. Oh, there's a shot off the bow. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota who? Vancouver. I, I, Vancouver I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, it's, if they sweep them or if it's 4-1, but I don't know how Minnesota wins. All right, up. Nick, what, what are you thinking? Uh, you know, the Canucks got the better flow. So I'm going to go with Brock Besser's hair on this one. <laughs> I mean, you can go down the roster. Uh, it, the acquisition of Tyler Toffoli as well. I mean, we all hate him. Well, not hate him. But from a shark standpoint, it hurts to see his name and to root for him. But with the youth, again, and like you guys were talking about, Jacob Marks from playing well, Patterson, Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, they have that mixture of youth and good leadership to keep everyone solid and together. I feel like they'll take it. And Toffoli right, looked like he fit right into that system, too, when he moved there. Oh, yeah. It was like a seamless transition yeah, for him. He, it he was, looked really good. So nice. I, I put the Zoom link on Twitter. I tweeted out the Zoom link here. And I, <laughs> I, I feel like something bad is about to happen. We got 10 people <laughs> waiting. Oh, God. Oh, shit. But here's the thing. I don't know how many of these are actual people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, that's a Twitter uh, how are we gonna vet it? Should we just do it one at a time and then like we'll just cut them if they're if they're all right? Yeah, we'll start off with uh, <laughs> we'll start off with Michael. We'll see if Michael's a real person here. Um, <laughs> hopefully, a Condry Miller situation doesn't happen or something yeah, I was bad with a that. bunch of people jumping in. <laughs> um, Michael, just joining us on the podcast. How, how you doing, Mike? No, it doesn't seem like it's an actual guy. It, it says this mic is connected and everything. Michael, you're on the Stick Hungry podcast. And yeah, I'm gonna... first, not real one. Is it stage fright? Don't worry. We're all here for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Michael, you lost your chance. We're hanging up. <laughs> oh, 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 no. It was like a little kid. Come on. Uh, cut the kid's dreams like right oh, now. Hung up on a five-year-old. He was muted. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, we're going <laughs> to – oh, man. Coming in. Coming in. Who, is your, who is your guys' audience right now? I'll tell you. Five-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, you know, we were talking before this episode started when we had this idea. We knew it was going to be kind of a mess. And it's, uh, it's all coming together it's, it's now. It's a bit of a big mess. Uh, That's so, the beauty of it, though. Exactly. Exactly. It's the, so, it's the stick hungry way. <laughs> it really is. Um, so the next guy we're letting in here, his name is Kyle GBS. Um, <laughs> oh. we'll, we'll see if this guy is over seven years old, unlike the last caller. <laughs> Uh, I see he hasn't connected a mic or anything, so we'll we'll give him a few seconds here. But let, let's let's keep going with the uh, with the next predictions. Let, let's get into that. Sounds good. We've got uh, the next prediction was Edmonton um, against the Blackhawks. Um, Solomon, I'll throw it to you for this one. You can start it off if you want. What do you got for this one? Ooh, I, this is a close one. Um, I kind of like the Blackhawks. 
although I live in Los Angeles, I, I kind of like them. Uh, I don't really trust in their goalie situation right now. I don't know if it's Crawford or whoever it is. I think Edmonton has the better goalie. I don't know how you stop Connor McDavid. And this year they're actually balanced. It's not just Connor carrying the team. Yeah, I, I can't I can't see Chicago beating Edmonton. They're just too fast, too good. Maybe the Chicago team three or four years ago, but not not this one. Yeah. Uh, Nick, how about you? Uh, I got to roll in the same boat here. I, I look at the Blackhawks roster. I see a very front-loaded team. They got Taves. They got one of the best stick handlers in Patrick Kane. You know, Corey Crawford has been – he's been known to have his moments to be just a phenomenal top-five goaltender. But I feel like the powerhouse that is Edmonton that took the league by storm this year isn't going to slow down, and I feel like they're just going to take it to him. I, I'd be surprised if the Blackhawks win a game. Yeah. How about you, uh, Kyle? What you got for this one? Is Malcolm Subban uh, the Blackhawks' backup goalie now? Correct. Uh, it was it was Leonard, right? And he went to Vegas. Yes, sir. So to me, to me, is you know, I grew up an I grew up an Edmonton Oilers fan, and I'd love to see them go on a little run. Uh, McDavid's one of the best players, if not the best player in the league right now, and uh, just they look more balanced. Uh, I mean, and it, they used to be just one or two players. And no defense. Now, to me, these are more well-rounded. Can they win the Cup? No, I don't think this year maybe. But I think they get by the Blackhawks, especially in the first round. Especially a game of uh, – first round is supposed to be, what, five games? So, to me, that's, that's a, a deciding factor too because seven games you never know. But five games, it's a sprint right in the beginning. Yeah, who can come out the hottest. Yep. For sure. Dylan, uh, what do you have for this one, man? <laughs> What is going on? Uh, Sorry, I'm just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what That's is going Zoom on? Zoom video we got going yeah. on. Um, that is something. Uh, Andrea Sylvia has just has a video of some dude singing at a party. Um, <laughs> so that's something else. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Edmonton on this one. Um, the, uh, now there's a McChicken. Now it's a McChicken. <laughs> this is gold. I can't lie. This you, know, is... you know what's interesting about this McChicken picture, Hello. actually? I'm going to dive into oh. that quickly. I'm Thomas Bangalter from the Funk. Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're, you're done. You're cut. You're cut, Andrea Sylvia. Um, but that's not a regular beautiful. McChicken. Someone made that burger out of chicken McNuggets. So that's. Uh, I love creativity. how you noticed that. That's creativity right there. I knew the patty looked a little suspect. I'm not <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go Edmonton. Just the one-two punch of McDavid and Dreisaitl. I, I don't think you can beat it. Uh, Chicago, I mean, they're, they're a good team, but I just don't know if they can handle the offense from the Oilers. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with everyone on this one. I, I think Edmonton, uh, it's going to be kind of similar with the Canucks. In. I think that uh, Edmonton just overall are going to, like Kyle said, the, the, the sprint, they've got Dreisaitl, they've got McDavid playing on fire. Both of them could arguably both be the top three players in the league. Like, um, I, they've got some – like, I don't think they're going to go all the way because they've got some issues on the back end still, but it's definitely better than it's been. So I, 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 I do see them getting by the Blackhawks uh, pretty easily, actually, as well. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, We've got uh, the Calgary Flames versus the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, this one's a tough one to call. Uh, Kyle, I'll, I'll go over to you first on this one. That is a tough one to call. I mean, uh, I think Calgary's getting better, but I think to me it's Winnipeg's time to actually maybe do something. And if not, maybe it's time to blow them up because they've been in the playoffs for the last long time. So to me, it's, it's Winnipeg has to do something. 
but I, I just don't see Calgary having enough depth anymore. So uh, it, it goes both ways. To me, this one's a kind of a toss-up. If, there, if there's any... <laughs> Sorry, I'm in the chat. Jessica, this is not chemistry class, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a professor. <laughs> oh my god, that is so cool. Uh, sorry, we, uh, we, so, sorry to cut you off, Kyle, in your prediction there. Yeah. But should we just say yes, and then when she joins <laughs> in, we all just try and give our give out our best chemistry? Uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> so, uh, Jessica, have you finished page ten to twelve? No. Oh she, no. Oh, this is too funny. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, Please list the xenon gases in order. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry, I'm German. Oh, no. oh, she says, bad. sorry, uh, oh, I'm German. Okay. So uh, she's a Dreisaitl fan. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> so she's going for, uh, she's rooting for Edmonton. Okay. Yeah, she's going with the Oilers. Um, actually, you know what? Okay, I, I know this guy's legit coming in now. Bayou Benders. Now, this guy is something else. He's from Louisiana. He's a big hockey um, guy. Stoked to have Benders on uh, on this show. Benders, you there yet? No, oh, no. Yeah. There he is. Benders, how's it going, buddy? Oh, I'm just waiting on Mason. We're going to do our halves nightly in about 10, 15 minutes. I'm liking the hat. I'm liking the hat. It fits you well. Yeah, bud. Just, you know. A rotator around here. Welcome to chemistry class. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Jessica, or we had Jessica mm. on the line that thought she was in chemistry class. Good times. I, I, I had to take her off the chat. I, I honestly felt bad. She's obviously <laughs> trying to find her class. Now she's late because she's been listening to Stick Hungry podcast. So, um, you know, actually, Boy, you're I, not ruining somebody's. Uh, uh, what is that? High school, college career yet? Huh? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I felt kind of bad, so we had to get rid of her. Uh, <laughs> where were we though? We're, so right now, yeah. Benders, what we're doing is uh, predictions for this first round of the playoffs. Um, oh, which wh- which team were we on? Uh, we're on Calgary Flames, uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg. Jets. And yeah, Kyle was Kyle was uh, just giving his uh, opinion on that. So Kyle, we'll go back to you on that one. All right, well, I mean, like I said, I think this one's going to go five. I, I think either team can win it. I mean, everyone has – I mean, they both have their flaws, but they both, to me, are top-heavy. Uh, but I think it's going to come down to goaltending in this, whether uh, Hellebuck can perform or uh, Reddick can f- perform. But I can't see uh, I can't see this going any shorter than five. If there's one series to me that's going to go all the way in the first round, it's going to be this one. And to me, it's a toss-up. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a tough one to call. Uh, since you're new on the line, Benders, we'll go over to you. Uh, flames or Jets for you? I think, I, I mean, if there was no break, I'd say Hellbuck would have, would have the run for it. But I feel like with Calgary having such a good break, I mean, um, it wasn't Giordano hurt. So I, f- I feel like with them, with them given a chance to get a lot of players that are, that are now – could be ready to play again. I think that that Calgary with their offense could really be a lights out team. I think, um, you know, with Hellbuck being really the backbone for, for Winnipeg, the defense really isn't there right now. Their offense is still pretty dynastic when it, when it needs to be. But I think that Calgary's got the better overall run. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't see it as a, I don't see it as like a four game 
Like, it'll be a deep one. I think Winnipeg still has that, that you know, that tenacity to make it, to stretch the games out. I, I'm going to kind of agree with Kyle here. It's pretty much a toss of the coin for me. I mean, I think this is a pretty even matchup. I think this is the closest matchup out of, uh, you know, all these series that are going on. If I had to give the edge, maybe I'll give it to Calgary. But it's by, it's by a hair. It's not by much at all. Yeah. How about you, Solomon? Who you got for this one? Uh, I got one a big two. I, I just – I like Halibachuk more, and I think they're better coached. So, I got, I got one a big Nice. Nick, who you got for this one? This is a tough one. This is more than tough. I mean, they're rated as eighth and ninth seed, so they are statistically the closest. Um, it, just looking at their rosters, it's it's going to be close. This is insane looking at, you know, the, the difference in how Winnipeg came into this year as opposed to how Calgary finished last year and then came into this year. You know, they had a full head of steam uh, coming off of a wonderful season, a bit of a sad playoff exit. Um, and then they kind of came in with that playoff hangover because, you know, a lot of young kids, but they do have Giordano and they do have Lucic and Kachuk, the, the type of guys that can just get under the skin of the players on the Jets. But I, I, I would still have to give the edge to Connor Hellebuck and, and the Winnipeg Jets. That's a little bit of homerism with Dylan DeMello. I want to see him succeed. Um, and a little bit of saltiness towards uh, Calgary, you know, being an interdivision uh, rival. But, yeah, I'm going to give it to, to the Jets this time around. Uh, before nice. we go any further, now I know people listening won't be able to see this, but Benders, what what jersey is that you're wearing? Oh, uh, I've seen teal and purple. It's and the mud bug, bud. It's three oh. That, yeah, that I got to represent, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the one in three teams we got left down here. That That's amazing. That that's That beautiful. is amazing. We're going to have to tweet out a picture of that jersey. Good stuff. <laughs> I love it. I'm not a big fan of white jerseys, but uh, when I was up there, I had to get one. So it just happened to be the one at the head in my size. Um, awesome, awesome. Uh, T, who we got next? I think we're going to that's the it. east, right? Yeah, that's it for the west. So uh, we're going over the east where we've got the Hurricanes going against the New York Rangers, the Hurricanes 6th seed and the Rangers 11th. Uh, who wants to take first? We'll go, uh, Dylan, you want to take first? Yeah, I'm going to say I'm gonna say the Hurricanes. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of been waiting for them to break out for a couple seasons here. I think they have a really good roster, really good young roster. Uh, they can put the puck in the back of the net, and I think that's what it comes down to. I think they can beat the goaltending of the Rangers. So I'm going to say the Hurricanes take this one. Uh, Solomon, how about yourself? Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of go, I'm going to go with the Rangers. I know the Hurricanes are the favorite, but Artemi Panarin has been really good this year. I, I wasn't really expecting him to have a great year, but he's been really good. And Henrik Lundqvist, I know he's kind of on the decline, but I, I still got him as the, the best goalie in the series. Uh, who are we going with next? Let's go, uh, let's go Benders. Oh, man. Okay, so, like, you know, like, the Southerner in me wants to say, like, Carolina. But, uh, but man, uh, New York has looked pretty pretty feisty this year. Um, I think with them at a chance being able to play three different goalies, I think that Henrik Lundqvist, you could call him old, and then he just turns around and just has, like, phenomenal, like, back-to-back games. I think it's quite possible. I think Carolina has the youth in them. But uh, I think Henrik Lundqvist, if given the chance, he's gonna he's gonna be lights out. So I think I think the edge goes to uh, to the Rangers in this, but I do love Carolina. So this, this is kind of a harder one for me. 
All right, Nick, what are you thinking? This one's a tough one. Uh, I know they're seated sixth and 11th. Uh, the Rangers are incredibly young. They're in the middle of the rebuild. No one was expecting them to make the playoffs this year. And, you know, they weren't going to unless this kind of format came out. Um, but to what Kyle said earlier about having veterans on the team and people that know how to win, the only person that I see in this series that really knows how to grind it out and win is Mr. Game 7. Like Justin <laughs> Williams is going to come in here and I feel like he's honestly going to take this Hurricanes team with the, the goaltending with Mrazic and Reimer. They're going to do a phenomenal job. I, I don't want to act as if the Rangers aren't going to be a tough out. I think it's going to be another one of those close series, but I'm going to give the edge to the Hurricanes. And to mop it up, the only guy that's actually played the game, Kyle, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think that uh, I think this is going to be uh, Carolina. I think it's going to be a close series, but I think it's going to come down to to Justin Williams. I mean, I'm glad that he signed again, but again, is now he's going to be even more rested and more hungry to come back. And I think this is going to be his last year. Uh, if they finish the year off, I can't see him coming back because he waited almost what until January, maybe December to come back and sign. So, I mean, I, I love Lundqvist. I think he's one of the top goaltenders, but I think Carolina. If you watch them, they're an exciting team. And, I mean, who are they gonna do the who are they gonna do the surge in front of nobody? I mean, they gotta do it in front of somebody. So, but again, it's, I I like the Rangers. I I think they're up and coming, but I, I like Carolina. They had a good run last year, but uh, and to me is is their veteran presence is is big. Again, it's not just a goaltender; it's the forwards, it's defense, and uh, I mean, shoot, I, I watch highlight reels of them all the time on TV when they were playing. What, what Real quick, think? guys, um, yeah. what's the over-under on Svechnikov pulling off the lacrosse goal? <laughs> oh, man, I want to see that. I'll put 10 bucks on him doing one. I hope so. That'd be nice to see in the playoffs. Here's the thing, though. I mean, it won't be as satisfying because you won't get the cheers from the fans after yeah, you do such a crazy move, right? Yeah, no. You hear the players, though. It'll be, I'm looking forward to that, to be able to hear the players more on the ice. That's going to be interesting, I guess, and hear the coaches' calls a bit more. Get get a few f bombs thrown around. Yeah, good I mean, times. Makes, you know, hear some, you know, hear the beacon. You know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll take away swearing too. They took it away what spitting and uh, fighting and oh no, not swearing. Anything Please else? So, oh my well, god! How, how many zonks? We're gonna get a few zonks, aren't we? So, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, should we move on to the next one? We've got uh, New York again. The New York Islanders, though, the seventh seed versus the Florida Panthers, the tenth seed. Uh, Benders, we'll start with you. Shit. Um. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna hang out for a bit. No, I'm getting in with the questions. Uh, <laughs> holy fuck. Um, man, that's that's. You know, that might be one of the tougher series, just because like it's. I mean, it's two teams that have just played pretty, pretty well, you know, this season. Um, ah, man, <laughs> I feel like New York, they're just coached uh, like the, the Islanders, you know, with Barry Trotz. It's just, you know, he's got something. He is a like an amazing fucking um, playoff playoff coach. And I just I just don't see. I don't see I don't not see. Damn, I'm a little drunk. I don't. They're not going to have something for you know for who they play wherever wherever they end up. I think that they got the better run of it. 
Here, here's here's the one factor here for the Florida Panthers: home ice advantage. They're used to playing in a ghost town, so they're used to this atmosphere. Oh, that's I think cold that blooded. might give them that's a bit rude. of an edge. <laughs> Um, if I was going to put 10 bucks down, I'd say the Islanders though. I think their game suits playoffs fairly well. They can tighten up. Um, they're coached well, like you mentioned, Bender. So I'm going to go with the Islanders on this one. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Okay. So my heart's torn who I think is going to win and who I want to win are two completely different teams. Um, goaltending edge goes to Bobrovsky hands down. He's a phenomenal goaltender. They also $10 million acquired, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they got uh, San Jose Sharks legend Mike Hoffman as well. Never forget. Eric Halla. <laughs> they got a lot of good guys on their team. You know, they got, they got a phenomenal team there. But I feel like the deciding edge is going to come down to Barry Trotz. He's a, one of the greatest coaches of the last decade. And to see what he did with Washington and to take that same mentality over, lose uh, – you know, a highly touted prospect and still make a playoff team, I feel like the Islanders are going to win. Do you guys forget who's coaching uh, Florida? Yeah. It's Quinn. Oh, Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I honestly did forget for a second there. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not Boucher that's the Sharks coach now. I mean, it, it's Quinville. So, to me, is, is both Trotz and Quinville can have their teams ready. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, I'll do mine. I mean, I'd love to see Florida win. Bobrovsky, I, I love their young team, but I, I agree. I, I think uh, Islanders are built for this. They have two solid goaltenders. Uh, again, Grice is in there, which another Sharks product that they probably should have got rid of. But to me, is, is the Islanders are built for a long haul. And I mean, it doesn't matter what coaches do. It's the players got to play. And to me, I'd love to see Florida win. But in my heart, I think Islanders are going to take this series. All right, Solomon, there's 100 meters to go. You're the last guy in the relay. Who are you taking? Um, I mean, I think Bear Trotz is a great coach, but, you know, Joe Quenville does have three Stanley Cups with Chicago, so I don't know who can beat that. I, I think he has, what, the most wins in NHL history or second most. Um, I like Bobrovsky a lot. I mean, they have Huberto. They have Hoffman. They have Barkov. I mean, Paula. Uh, the Islanders are a good team. I just – and they do have more playoff experience, but I mean, you know, last year they sweep Pittsburgh and then the second round they get swept. And I thought that was just kind of odd. I mean, to sweep Pittsburgh's not easy, but then they get swept by Carolina. It was just a weird playoff series. So I just got Florida. I think they're more talented and I, I think they have the better coach, better goalie. And I think they can, uh, they can come through. There we have it. Um, this next one, this is a mismatch. I feel uh, this this yeah. next matchup, the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, <laughs> Producer T, I'll start with you. What do you think? So, sorry, uh, Benders. I know you got that Canadiens hat on. It's uh, <laughs> seed against the 12th seed. I, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that laugh kind of sums up the, the, that kind of this <laughs> – <laughs> this matchup. I mean, the Penguins, they, they're just by far the, the better team. I, I think that if, if there's any, any of these matchups, there'd be an upset is if Montreal won. I think that yeah. like, in any of them, you can kind of see that there, there could be an upset. For this one, like really, it would be huge. Like, so yeah, I, by far, I'm, Pittsburgh Penguins, I mean, it would, it would be a hell of a thing if Montreal did beat them. And it would be kind of, it would kind of throw everything, like the whole format, like, you know, what did, what did the quarantine do with Montreal beat Peng the Penguins, you know? 
Benders, I feel like we have to go to you next. What, what, what are you thinking here in this series? Well, I'm out of beer, uh, and I'm not going to walk away from this answer. But, uh, look, man, you know, you could say that it, it lands on Kerry Price's shoulders. You know, this is his chance. Yeah. I think that of all the goalies out there, that guy can really fought and have, like, a fucking breakout, you know, season. But this is not the season. You know, it was last year when we were out by one point, you know, because of Big Bob putting up, like, five shutouts in, like, a week. This isn't our year to do that. You know, we don't have – uh, we don't have Max Domi, who's got a 30-year, you know, breakout season with us that's not with us right now, you know. Uh, we're kind of in an in a understanding that we have to, I wouldn't say rebuild, but there's some pieces that need to be fixed. There's things that we need to adjust in our system, and us being a 24th team in was not where we were looking. We were looking to get some, you know, some pickups in the draft. You know, we were looking for something nice. And now, you know, I'm sure guys are, are like, excited to play, but I mean, we get put up against Pittsburgh. It's not going to be pretty, you know. Like, I want us to, to win at least a game or something. And I think, I think Pittsburgh's got the edge. I think we've already accepted that. You know, there's been a lot of injuries, a lot of movement in this year. We we haven't seen the success that we had last season. I, I just don't think it's in our picture. Kerry Price changes that. You know, what, whatever Kerry Price plays is is going to fit the tone to where our offense and our defense plays that night. I mean, as a diehard Habs fan, can you even cheer for them to win this series? Because like you said, the draft is coming up, and that, that really fucks them up if they take a series <coughs> or two here. It fucks them up. I think that we have a, a somewhat deep of a, of a, you know, a, of a farm system. So I'm not really worried about that. Like, yeah, I want us to get a good draft pick because we just had just, you know, an average season. But if the, if the Habs are going to play, I want them to play to their full, full potential. You know, like if they're gonna go out and they're gonna fucking give it their all, then then let them do it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna as a fan take that from them. I'm not gonna be mad if they fucking if they beat Pittsburgh. I'll be excited. You know, just it just does not work to our favor this year as well as it did last year. You know, we were making a push. So, Kyle, what what are you thinking over there? To me, the only way that uh, the Habs are gonna win if Carey Price stands on his head. Yeah, I mean that's that's the bottom line. Is is the Pittsburgh offense? Uh, is highly potent, and Montreal is an up-and-coming team, in my opinion. But to me, this isn't their year. They, they have more pieces no. uh, to build, the more the more puzzles to fit. Where are they going to go? And to me, they're missing a lot of more uh, puzzle pieces in Pittsburgh. Um, but I mean, again, it would be a nice series. It'd be a fun series. Montreal's a younger team, uh, but uh, I, I think that it comes down to Carey Price. If they're going to win a game, or even win the series, or have a chance to. He's the only reason why they're going to win the series. Is he's going to stop all those high-powered players on a nightly basis. And, and again, it's a sprint for this series because they're five games. And to me, is Montreal is going to be have to hold on tight and play basically solid defense the whole series, and maybe win a game one nothing or, or two one. And to me, that is hard to stop that Pittsburgh offense from scoring three to four goals a game. And that's going to be the difference is goal scoring. And, again, Montreal, to me, doesn't have enough scoring. And Pittsburgh just has that scoring and enough goaltending and solid defense to shut them down when they need to, unless Carey Price is Carey Price of, what, two, three years ago where he's just on top of his head. and You know who's the number one goalie in the world is. Solomon, where are you thinking? Uh, I, mean, I mean, you can skip me. Uh, Pittsburgh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's basically my thoughts. Pittsburgh, hands down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nick, how about yourself? 
Uh, I don't want to repeat everything that Kyle said. Um, but yeah, it, it would be a 100% to carry price if Montreal even wanted to make a push for this. Um, they went into PPG Arena on uh, in December, and he made 33 saves on 34 shots on goal. And then, you know, February, they get destroyed on Valentine's Day 4-1. to one. So the only way they win is if Carey Price turns into the, the walrus from the Geico commercials. It just <laughs> stops everything in front. Uh, if not, then it's Pittsburgh. And uh, much like the Blackhawks, I'd be surprised if Montreal can take a game. No offense to the Bayou vendor. I, it's no offense, but it's just it's, it's too difficult to say that they can take a game on paper. Benders is drunk enough. He can he can take the heat. <laughs> I can be so I can be sober. This team's not ready. Like yeah. we're not you know we're not gonna fake it. You know like we'll play hockey. We're not gonna. It, it might not be the best hockey, but you know we'll still play something. You know it's yeah. just it's just. I'd not love to year. see you beat them though. No doubt. Everyone oh, in I'd here wants to, to see, see the Penguins I, go I, down. I'd be, <laughs> you know I'd be absolutely fucking. I don't know. <laughs> it, it is what it is there we go um the last matchup we have the toronto maple leafs against the columbus blue jackets uh now if you talk to anybody uh north of the border they're going to say the maple leafs or i guess anybody in ontario uh toronto is quite the I following was, i was gonna say like i anyone but toronto i'll go columbus any day no, I no, I, I mean I, I agree. But if you read like TSN, they're all gonna say, Oh, yeah. Toronto is gonna take this series. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think. I think it's gonna go the distance. I hate to say it, but I am gonna give the edge to the Maple Leafs. I just feel like they have a lot of firepower up there. Um, Kyle, we'll go with you. What do you think? You know, uh, I like I like Torrance as a coach. I think he prepares them to for a hard fought series. And can, I mean, in the years past, Toronto hasn't been able to play that kind of series with Boston. And uh, I don't know if Toronto can still play that way. Yeah, they're better. They're more overall. They're a little tougher. But Torrance has that Columbus team playing a certain way and a different way in the playoffs that you need to sustain for success in the playoffs instead of just scoring goals. It's beating the shit out of basically the other team <laughs> every single shift. And you know that. Again, if, if, if a player doesn't do it on Torts' team, he's out of the lineup. Like, he wants to play a certain way. Does Toronto have more talent? Absolutely. But the team system is going to come into play. And I, to me, I'd like to see Toronto maybe advance. But I think Columbus is going to go ahead just because of the way they play the game uh, is more of a team-oriented than just one or two guys doing it for you. Uh, again, they have young, maybe experienced goaltenders – um, but I think, I think they can win this series. I think they can pull it out, which is, I didn't want to say it in the beginning. Cause again, I like the Toronto team, but I like the Columbus overall team and coaching a little bit better than Toronto's right now. And, uh, Torch is showing that he's not afraid to jump into the action, uh, go to that Canucks <laughs> flames, uh, game a few years back when he was trying to fight the other head coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's a fireball, that guy. Uh, let's go with, uh, Nick. What do you think about this series? Um, Again, to repeat what Kyle says, uh, Torts is a, a hard-nosed blue-collar coach. You know, I'm not going to sleep on the team that came in and swept 
the Tampa Bay Lightning last year. There's no way. I'm not sleeping on that team. Great point. Great point. You know, yeah. they, they came in and they play a hard-nosed, defensive-oriented hockey game. And if you shut down the Toronto Maple Leafs' first two lines, they crumble. Like, that's just – they're the regular season champions, like, all the time. But when it comes down to the wire and the playoffs show up, they don't. And that's just who they've been for the last decade. They, Boston's had their number every single time. And I don't see it changing. I feel like Columbus is going to come in and they're going to sock them in the nose and Toronto's going to cower down and it's going to be the series. They're going to get a game here or there off of, you know, an Austin Matthews, John Tavares fueled power play. But Tavares is going to coach his guys up out of this quarantine and he's going to have them go out there and, and beat their ass, like just hands down. <laughs> and that, that's honestly how I feel like the series is going to go. So I'm going to take Columbus on this one. I just really hate the Maple Leafs. Like, so I'm going to choose Columbus no matter what. But I actually think that, that they will take it. Because like you guys have said, they swept um, Tampa last year. They weren't supposed to be the team that they are this year. They, were, they, like, they lost Bobrovsky. They lost Panarin. You know, they, it's, it's the fact that they're, they are where they are now this year shows that, that, that they're greatly coached. They've got, they've got determination. They're a hardworking team. And that's all I, for me, that's all you need to beat, beat the Maple Leafs right now. It's just some grit and some hard work. Like, they're just not a tough team. So, yeah, I, I'm taking Columbus for sure. Dylan, are you back? I, I guess I'm back. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> happened there. Um, I, I got booted out of my own Zoom meeting. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I already gave my prediction. I think the Maple Leafs on this one. Um, has everyone given their predictions now? I, I kind of lost you guys for a, for a minute or two. I, th- I think that's everyone. I don't know. Is Benders, did you take this one? No, uh, I just don't think that the Elvis show is over. I think that that kid's going to come out and just still run it. Um, you know, Toronto isn't, isn't a, a really a full, like a, a checking type of team. They don't really have that, that tenacity. I mean, you brought in Kyle Clifford and you got, uh, uh, what's his name? He also came from there. Um, Jake Muzzin. I think that, like, they'll bring some of that, that you know, that power. But like, like Kyle said, and Kyle's just like the strongest man. He's like carrying everybody's opinion. You know, like everybody's just falling off Kyle. <laughs> but then Columbus, like Torts knows how to like run a team. And you beat Tampa last year. Like everybody is going to look at Columbus, and it doesn't matter who they're going to play. If they move on, they're going to be like, well, they have a great shot because their coach knows exactly what he needs to do to get his team pumped. And this is a team full of – you know, they got, they got their Seth Jones and the Zach Lorensky, but, but other than that, it, it's a lot of guys that are just there that can fit the mold and play as a team and not just an, all, an all-star team, which is Toronto. You know, I think that they overall play better as a team than Toronto. Like you said, whoever said, I think it was Nick, you pass their first two lines, it's kind of over. I think that Torts has, has, has developed this team to where each, team, each line has their own, you know, their own little – jazz to them that that'll really put them better than Toronto's you know whatever they're going to bring out on the ice if you stop you know one and two you, you you're set and Torts I feel has the number for a lot of teams there you go there are the predictions if you have a hundred bucks to throw down come listen to this podcast you'll make some money uh did, did Vegas not make it oh they're they get that first round by if I remember yeah. correctly yeah, yeah. So the top, it's top four from each uh, each conference, I believe, right? Gets gets the buy into the second round. So uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Vegas is what doing is it, what well. What is it, Vegas? Ve- 
Oh, oh no. now, it's, now it's Kyle's turn to jump out, so I'm, oh, I'm no. not feeling alone here. <laughs> um, yeah, great, great talk, though. I mean, that, that was a lot of fun going through uh, all the different series. It's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be super weird with no fans in the stands, um, you know, playing in hub cities. It's going to be an odd playoffs this year, but, you know, it is what it is. At this point, I just want to see Hawkins <laughs> come back. Same here, honestly. I'm missing it bad. Um, all right. So, actually, I just want to quickly talk about one of our sponsors, Manscaped. Manscaped is your best option for below-the-waist grooming. We were talking at the start of this episode, Producer T, with, uh, with Kyle, who's uh, abruptly left us. Um, <laughs> we were talking about Manscaped, and he was saying it's hot as balls, but you know what? It's not too bad because it's nice and slick down there. You know, the ball toner just lets the sweat wick what right off. Um, it puts you in a good position if you use, and if you want to get into some Manscaped products, you can use the promo code THPN for 20% off your next purchase and free shipping. Benders, Solomon, Nick, have you guys tried Manscaped yet? I own it. I own oh. the Manscaped 2.0. And what do, what do you think about it? I'm married, so it does wonders. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it does what it's supposed to do. You know, it's in today's day and age, uh, a, a clean undercarriage is good not only for your car you know so you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself and uh, honestly it does a great job this is a non-sponsored non-advertised personal suggestion from myself go take the you know drop the, the little bit of money it takes on it and use the code definitely because i mean what is it 20 percent off that is a that is a killer smoking deal so take it it'll change your life and like i said take it from a married man and uh solomon you're you're a track athlete so aerodynamics manscape might help me help you out there bud i mean i could probably drop five ten seconds by using <laughs> every second counts every second counts uh do i use it no but i know what it is um but yeah I, i'm looking up the details right now and I'll say it looks great and it looks amazing. And I know they have commercials on YouTube sometimes and they're actually kind of funny. So yeah, we've yeah. talked about that before. Those commercials are fucking hilarious. We, <laughs> actually, you know, if, if you don't click that skip ad option in the bottom right corner, you know, it's a good commercial. Yeah. It's a good uh, commercial. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're killing it. Uh, Benders, how about yourself? Do you, do you have any Manscaped products? I mean, looking at your face, I, I might say no right now, but uh, you never know. Well, bud, you know, uh, I do, you know, I got the lawnmower, uh, 3.0, thanks to, uh, our amazing sponsors. Uh, I love it. You know, uh, as Nick, I'm also a married man. Um, I don't fucking shave, you know, I'm, I'm Italian. This shit just comes in too thick, you know? Um, but like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get some minutes out there, you know? So I know what I got to do, you know, like I got to keep the ring, you know, like I got to, the Zamboni's got to go across the ice every once in a while, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, like this up here, it ain't going nowhere, you know? But, like, downstairs, you know, I, I, I got to get the minutes in. I know how to do it, you know? Uh, you know, I, I refer to mine as, like, David Ayers, you know? Like, he just comes in there, he just sweeps the fucking ice up, makes it really shiny, dude, I'm out to go. You know, it's a slick, it's a slick sheet of ice and fucking gets the job done, boys. Manscaped, you better pay us double for that ad because my God, that was that was that was a thing of beauty benders. Thank you for that. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> buy you benders. That's it right there. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> well, apparently 
fucking Dylan and them were trying to get me a, like a modeling shoot a couple a couple months back. They were just <laughs> talking so highly about me. I was I was looking for a couple places. Like I'll, I'm down to take some shoots, you know. Yeah, you can we'll be have, the the third man in in that Brent Burns and Joe Thornton uh, photo shoot with the big beards flowing. Oh yeah, have dude, the fan yeah, in the background. It ain't gonna look good, but like, dude, I'll sell it. Um, I'll sell it. <laughs> We're selling to oh, all shapes and sizes, oh, vendors. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so, guys, why don't we talk a little bit about the San Jose Sharks going into next season? I'm just interested to see what you guys think. Um, do you think they have any chance of bouncing back and maybe making the playoffs next year? Or do you think this is kind of the direction that the team's going in? Uh, Nick, we'll start with you. Boys, oh, before you start, I'm sorry. I got to roll out. I got to go record. Uh, Sharks as soon as we bring back. up the Sharks, Benders is just fucking out of here, eh? Boys, <laughs> nah, you're not, nah. not going to talk your heads off. I'm just, you know, I'm on a time frame, you know, boys. I got to get some shit done today. But the Sharks are coming back. We just got to move some uh, some parts, you know, like some goalies. But uh, we're doing good. Logan controls the fucking future, boys. But I'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> All right, Benders. Thanks for joining us, man. Take it easy, man. Boys. Benders is a goddamn beauty. You just, oh, yeah. you just summed it up. You gotta, oh, fix the goal. you gotta fix the gold tending and then Couture's the greatest. Boom. That's Slams another song. beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. How do I top that? I can't do that, guys. I'm sorry. I feel I feel so disappointed now. Um no, I could go into aspects of like what I think the coaches are gonna do, what I feel like Doug Wilson is gonna do. I feel like he's shown he is just as active as anyone else in this offseason with the signings that he's made uh from the goaltender to uh, a couple of forwards, one out of Russia, I think one out of Finland. I, their names are escaping me right now. But I honestly feel like the Sharks are primed to be a comeback team of the year next year, and that's not even my bias talking. That's uh, The pieces that were injured are going to come back uh, healthier than ever because of the quarantine. The young guys that got the exposure that they needed to uh, in the NHL are going to have that experience uh, and that edge of, amongst the other competitors in the division. And I honestly feel like the Sharks are primed for a phenomenal comeback so long as they stay healthy. Nick Floor said it first. Comeback team of the year next year. There you have it, folks. Solomon, what are you Book thinking? Book it, Dano. Comeback <laughs> team of the year. I got, a, I got a quote here from my guy, Martin Jones. Uh, <laughs> it says, when it started to spiral, we went our own ways instead of coming together. It's something that will be addressed moving forward. And that's that's my take on this year. I feel like things were bad. Well, they were good. We went on the win streak, and then they were bad, and everyone got hurt. First was Eric, then Logan, then Tom, Tomas, and then I think Brent Burns got hurt for a bit. But it just seemed like it was always a different game of hockey every night. And then Pete DeBoer left, and then now I, I don't don't have a strong opinion on, on Bugner. I, I really do hope that another coach comes to San Jose, maybe a coach with a bit more experience. But – yeah, I mean, I really don't know what Sharks fan would say there <laughs> isn't any hope. Like, we, we have Logan Couture. We have Eric Carlson and Brent Burns. I mean, they may not be in their prime, but they're not bad. Goaling, yeah, it's an issue. I think we probably will get rid of Dell this year. But I like the new guy we brought in, the, the Russian player. And we have a lot of young players. I mean, Tomas Hurdle's still young. And he's still great. Kevin LeBanc's still good. Evander Kane – had a good year this year. Um, yeah, I mean, we still have depth. And, and like Nick said, Doug Wilson's always active 24-7. So I really don't see how we, we don't make the playoffs this our next year unless, you know, 
four of our top players get hurt. But yeah, I think we'll come back next year. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. I mean, it seemed like from the start, they just weren't playing as a team. They weren't playing up to their potential. So I don't know, for our sake, let's hope they can pick it up next year um, and come off with the, with the playoff appearance. Um, I'm going to leave the floor to you guys. I don't know if you guys have any questions you want to ask us, maybe questions you want to ask Kyle about his playing days or anything like that. Uh, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you guys. Man, so many questions, so little time. <laughs> oh, we got plenty of time, bud. Trust me. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a question for Kyle. Um, was there a post game routine that you had after a win as opposed to a loss? Uh, so my internet, my, my internet's going really bad right now. Just so you guys know. Um, <laughs> Newcastle internet problems. Am I right? Absolutely, yes. It's awful. Yeah, you got the you got the um, copper wiring still up there. It's okay. Fiber will reach yes. you one day. It's it's dial up. It's basically <laughs> what it is. Um, for for a win over a loss, no, not really. I mean, just of the beer count, right? Beer. You no, know, it wasn't beer count. I mean, if you're at home, you're going home anyhow because you had practice the next day. I mean, I had kids, so I just went home and and hung out. Uh, made sure I had something to eat. Had a few cocktails, maybe. Uh, sometimes rewatch the game again, no matter if you win or lose. But uh, to me, if it, it, the difference between wins and losses, it was maybe go back in the gym a little bit and ride the bike a little bit harder at night, like right after the game. It's just to get that stuff out. So it depends again, because sometimes you had a game the next night. So it all depends where you're playing, if you're playing at home, if you're playing on the road. Uh, if you're playing on the road, basically you go back to the hotel, you eat something, you go watch some TV, and you go back to bed and get up the next morning. So um if you win sometimes if you had a few days off you go have a nice meal have a few cocktails get back to the hotel uh maybe you have a day off the next day so you can kind of sleep in a little bit but everyone usually stays uh even keel uh no matter if you win or lose at least you try to uh and depending if it was a big game or, or just a regular season game in october um you kind of try to stay even to keel as possible gotcha gotcha <laughs> All right, guys, you got any other questions? It doesn't have to be directed at Kyle or, or if you want to. It can just be in general. Uh, like I said, I'm leaving the floor open for you guys. Uh, I got one. Um, what, what was – this for Kyle. Uh, what was your favorite NHL city to, to play in? Uh, well, I mean, we entered this probably last weekend too, right? So, uh, to me, Montreal is a great city to play in. The fans are free and fantastic. Uh, the rivalry between the Boston Bruins and, and Montreal is something else, especially in the playoffs. I mean, they basically want – they're out for blood, uh, fans and everything. So um, when I'm out west, it was Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Vancouver, just because my parents got to come and watch. They flew around and, and came to the games. Uh, I mean, it, to me, the, the, the best rivalries so far is still the East Coast teams. Um, you know, in Pittsburgh, Philly, Montreal, Boston, those are the classic games that I love watching, love playing in. Um, and those are the rinks you want to you want to play in. I mean, we played for the Panthers, I think back in 96 or 97 when they went on their cup run. They didn't win the cup, but and they beat us. We were playing there in, in May, and it was 80 degrees, 85 degrees outside. So you get out of the rink and practice, and you're like, oh, my God, i got to go to the beach. And so it just didn't seem like hockey at the time. 
until you came out to San Jose and all of a sudden it's like, you know, 70 degrees every single day. It's like, wow, this is a little different than minus 20, minus 40 degrees outside in, in, uh, in Canada where I grew up at. It's just a different feel, but you have to get feeling for it. But again, as once you're inside that rink, no matter where you are, it's still hockey and you're still going to try to win the game. Must have been quite the atmosphere. I mean, especially when you're laying guys out like uh, old Richard Zednick there. I mean, that's that's when, that's when you really bring out the bloodbath in Montreal, bud. We're going to have to talk about that one of these days on the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> people, people still don't like me in Montreal for that head. <laughs> I'm surprised Bender's even agreed to come on being a Montreal Canadiens guy. I mean. Right? He didn't even bring it up. No, he didn't. He didn't. That kind of surprised me. All right. You guys got anything else? Uh, I got a quick question for everybody. I just want to get your guys' opinion on this. With the signing of Alexi Melnichuk um, as a, from a two-year deal, um, and with the writing on the wall of Aaron Dell's departure, I think he's on contract here this year, uh, which means he'll hit free agency. Do you see – or which minor league goaltender do you guys see getting the call of? Shortridge, Coronar, or even possibly uh, Melnichuk if he plays his, plays his, you know, plays his ass off? Uh, well, I'm going to say none of the above. I'm going to say they hand out a one-year contract to another backup goaltender, a guy with a little more experience. Um, I think that's really what they need on the back end. I mean, Melnichuk, I mean, he's hopefully their guy moving forward, maybe not as a starting goaltender, at least as a backup that can maybe play 20 to 30 games. But for the immediate future, I, I see them handing out a one-year contract to somebody. Gotcha. Is there anyone specific, you think? I see the same thing. I think, I mean, they may even sign Dell for uh, maybe one more year yeah. uh, and see what he can do. And then maybe he can become the starter and, and do some with Jones. But Jones's money right now and his contract are too big for them to get rid of yeah. easily. I'm sure there's a way to do it. But I don't think that young kid is ready to come in and be a backup right away. I think that's going to give him uh, two to three years at least in the AHL unless he stands on his head and deserves to be called up. You know what I mean? The, Sharks have been pretty good on that. If you deserve to be called up and playing games, but they don't want, they want him to play. They don't want him to sit on the bench as a young kid and just kind of, I wouldn't say rot there, but they want him in the game. They want him playing and learning. So to me is again, either they're going to sign Dell for maybe a year or two more, see what he can do and try to get rid of Jones or go sign a, maybe a, another veteran goaltender to kind of fill that gap years in before he's ready to play. Uh, producer T, what what are you your thoughts on the matter? Yeah, I'm I'm on the exact same train as, as you, Dylan. I, I really don't see them calling uh, any of the guys up really. And he's just he's Melnichuk is just too young. He's too fresh. He doesn't have the experience. And like like uh, I pretty pretty much everyone said is that like once he's got the experience or if he stands on his head, but that that's still a big if he stands on his head. And he'd have to be standing on his head all year to get in the call up next year, especially. Um, I honestly don't necessarily think the writings as on the wall for Dell is maybe you do Nick I think that maybe that will give him one more year I I don't think that the Sharks are are gonna make the playoffs next year I'll be honest with you I don't think there has been enough change I think there's still quite a few gaps I think the coaching has aspects I think the whole project is looking around two three years right now and I think it's almost the same with the goaltending it's like we're, we're gonna designate another year try and figure it out like you said Kyle if Dell can become the starter then, you know, then it's easier to, to kind of feel better and easier to get rid of Jones, you know, if you've got at least that established starter now. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see them bringing anyone up. I see either one year or I, I, I 
personally see Dow signing up for another year. Great question, though. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you guys have anything more for us? Oh, I'm pretty much all wrapped up on my end. How about you, Solomon? You good? Or you got anything more in the uh, in the arsenal there? Um, well, I mean, I, I'm a big Martin Jones fan, so I'm a bit biased, but I, I get the hate. Um, you know, he <laughs> hasn't been playing too well <laughs> last year, but I think the perfect candidate's Ryan Miller, for, with who's back up for Anaheim. I don't know his, his okay. contribution, but a guy like him would be really, really helpful. He could play a while, maybe even playoffs, and and I, I just think honestly. Martin Jones, he, he needs someone like a, a Ryan Miller, or even Aaron Dell at the top of his game. Like, he needs to be pushed. I mean, if the backup's playing just as bad as he is, then it's a disaster. But if you can bring in someone who's going to be 10 times better than him, then for some reason he plays better. So, yeah. But yeah that, that's a great point. I mean, Ryan Miller can still play 30, 40 yeah. games in this league, right? So, hey, that, that might be a good option there. I like yeah. that. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, this has been quite the episode. Um, we ruined somebody's chemistry three class. Um, I feel like at the start when we had like 16 people waiting to get in, I feel like those were all people in that chemistry class. Um, so I, I hope none of them were late for that. Uh, <laughs> but a big shout out to Benders who also joined us on this show. Um, Michael, who made a three-second appearance with his son, I guess it was. I, I don't know what was going on there. But uh, like we said at the start, we knew it was going to be a mess, but I think it actually turned out pretty good. Um, so, Nick, Solomon, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's give a last uh, Twitter shout-out. Solomon, we'll start with you. Where can the fans find you? It's Solomon Strader. There you go. Nice and simple. Nick, where can they find you? Uh, at Nick underscore floor 94 on twitter and uh producer t we'll go with your twitter handle next at producer underscore t-e-e and kyle uh, mclaren underscore k and you can follow myself at d-y-l underscore t-h-p-n you can find the show at stick hungry pod and the hockey podcast network at hockey pod net all right thanks guys it's been a fun one and thank you guys for having me having me out thanks guys that was awesome yeah, thanks for joining everybody.